it's simple. Shipping, logistics, capacity, access. We are connecting America's heartland to the rest of the world. It's not just about shipping. It's a story about how we're constantly innovating, how we move our products around the world. Cleveland is a port city. We've always been a port city. This is Great Lakes Forward. Welcome and happy new year. Um, another episode of Great Lakes Forward. I'm Jay Davis, Vice President, External Affairs of the Port of Cleveland. So here's what's going on at the Port of Cleveland right now, January of 2021. Navigation season for 2020 has ended and the end of December. And we have had a challenging year because of COVID. However, we're hoping to bounce back in 2021. Uh, like most of the economy, uh, we have tried to hold our own as best as we can. But more importantly, we want to make sure we acknowledge and mourn the loss of so many of our fellow Ohioans, fellow Americans, uh, fellow citizens of the world from COVID-19. And we are prayerfully hopeful that uh, 2021 will not only bring breakthroughs and treatments, however, we also hope for the healing of uh, all aspects of our lives and so to get back to whatever that new normal is going to be. Right now, we're currently going through some infrastructure updates. Uh, we're, we're taking this sort of downtime this season, uh, right now with, with the season being closed, to uh, continue to start our, continue our work on the Cleveland Bulk Terminal with new capacity for our Bulk Terminal. And then also our main gate. And if, uh, if you're in Cleveland, come by, check out our new main gate uh, right next to Cleveland Brown Stadium. Go Browns. And then also we're going to be breaking ground on Dock 24 and 26, uh, which we received a lot of support from the federal government and state of Ohio. Uh, we're going to be raising those docks, uh, doing everything from new water management and runoff management, and then also strengthening those docks for the cargoes of tomorrow and that we're currently competing in the market for. Uh, but more importantly, uh, adding in uh, more technologies in order to improve the efficiency and operations of what we do at the Port of Cleveland. And so again, we're trying to be a leader there, uh, like many of our Great Lakes compatriots and Maritime, just making sure we're gearing up for the bounce back of 2021 and 2022. But today, we're gonna be talking about a initiative here at the Port of Cleveland, which is near and dear to every single one of us who work at the Port, which is our Community Investment Fund. It's an initiative that what we've done is utilize some fees from our development finance program in order to seed the fund and help the fund operate and to take this money and put it directly into the community which do not have a direct interaction with the Port of Cleveland. So if you, if you live downtown or you're in a community with one of our very large customers or are bringing a lot of things in and out of the country through the port, you may have a better understanding or may feel more impact from the Port of Cleveland. How the vast majority of, of our communities, uh, just like most ports in the country, are not directly impacted by the port. And what we want to do is make sure that we can bring as much direct impact through support of communities, quality of life, development, and then also job access and training from youth all the way through adulthood that the Port of Cleveland could bear its resources to help improve. And so today we have Tom O'Brien here, Executive Director, Neighborhood Up CLE, who is one of our partners in this Community Investment Fund initiative. And I want to welcome Tom. Tom, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jay. Glad to be here. 
Great, Tom. Great. And, uh, you know, for those that are unfamiliar with Neighbor Up, could you just uh, talk a little bit about Neighbor Up and what it is you guys' vision is for Neighbor Up? Yeah. So Neighbor Up is a network of residents and other community members in greater Cleveland, over 4,000 members who are working together to support one another as neighbors, helping each other out in whatever way that is needed, as well as working together on issues that they care about. So uh, we have different gatherings for the last year or last 11 months, they've been virtual, but people coming together around things that really matter to them. And it could be in their neighborhood, it could be on their street, it could be across the whole city or the region. Really, it's about democracy and about everyday democracy and people really being active citizens in a democracy in ways that they really care about, right? So it could be around food, it could be around economic development, could be around youth education, could be around just being a good neighbor, right? Any of those things that people really care about and want to give their gifts and give their talents and be involved in to create something that will make make the community a better place. You know what, Tom, I appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that mission and, 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 and uh, you know, talking about democracy as a kid who grew up here in Cleveland. I think people uh, the 2020 election may have may have shined a light on, you know, democracy as a sort of national scale. But, you know, when you really think about politics, you really think about public policy, you really think about the things that affect you. It's very much the more local things. It's the things that are happening within your your ward, within your precinct, within your community, within your city, within your county, within your state that probably is going to impact you more and more on a day to day basis. So with right. that. You know, I, I really do appreciate sort of that focus on allowing people uh, at the grassroots level to be able to impact this. And thanks for allowing the Port of Cleveland to be able to agree and to partner with us and, and, and helping push this along in 2021. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're really appreciative of the port support uh, through the Community Impact Fund. So it's going to help us a lot in moving our mission forward. So thank you. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, Tom, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you come to uh, Neighbor Up? So I've lived in Cleveland since 2001. Uh, I've been a community organizer for 25 years. I've worked in Cleveland and uh, in other parts of the country doing organizing on political campaigns, on some issue campaigns, and also neighborhood organizing. I came to this position uh, 13 years ago. Um, I was hired here. Um, and again, it came through who I knew, right? So a lot of our relationships and where we end up and how we move forward is about our networks. And I had had an internship when I first moved here in 2001 and I shared an office. I was in an office space with someone who was hiring for this position, India Pierce Lee. So when I sat down at, for the interview, I, I knew her already. I have to say like that to me is really important in terms of who you know matters right and how you're connected to people matters and that informs the work we do here at neighbor up in terms of creating those opportunities for people to get together and connect with each other so yeah i've also spent some time as a teacher so i taught high school and junior high school and coached for 10 years as well i've been around a while that was in other cities but i grew up southeastern massachusetts uh, new bedford mass and uh, moved here in 01 and my wife was from here, so we came here. Came back home, huh? Her home, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, become my yeah. home. I love it. I love it here. And I consider this my home now. This summer will be 20 yeah. years. 
what are some of the projects uh, around town that people may be familiar with that NeighborUp has been involved in? Yeah, so I think most people will know about our grants. We provide small grants to grassroots groups in Cleveland and the city of East Cleveland for people on their street to do things that they care about. So we provide grants between $500 and $5,000, and those grants go for really whatever people care about that they want to work on, right? So some of the things that have come out of that that we've supported have been work on you know, reducing the rate of infant mortality, right? Or creating a street festival, or it could be uh, starting a community garden, right? Or a public art, murals, could be shoveling uh, older folks on the street, shoveling their driveways and sidewalks, paying younger folks to do, younger kids to do that. So it could be really anything that people see a need for or an opportunity, they wanna give their efforts to do that. Those funds, They've been around for 18 years and we've given out over $10 million in those small grants. So it's been a lot. Um, and those are primary, our major funder is the Cleveland Foundation. So they've been uh, really supportive of this. They started us and have been really instrumental in the continuation of, of all of this work. But that's where I think most people would. The second area I would say is the Neighbor Up Network, which developed seven years ago uh, and that really was an opportunity to bring a lot of these grassroots groups together right a lot of people were doing amazing work but they were isolated from each other even on a particular street they may be on the same street and not even know they're they're both working on something so the idea was how do we create spaces right in person and now virtual for people to come together to get to know each other to understand what people care about to build trust um, and start working together on things across, you know, between different groups and organizations. So the idea is to break down some of those barriers uh, between, you know, that may be around streets or neighborhoods or race or socioeconomics, institutions, the community, create a third space, right? Another space where people can come together and start working together on things. So really bringing all of the assets of a community together to start working on things. The Neighbor Up Network um, is really about that. So what started as a small grants program and ran for and continues to run, Neighbor Up is about bringing all those different grantees together and other people who are involved with, with their work together with institutions to say, how do we tackle some stuff together? And that's, that's what Neighbor Up is and support each other. So Tom, just so folks understand how impactful neighborhood up is in the cleveland area could you just describe like you know what's the three things that people really need to know about the importance of neighborhood ups impact so people have worked on all kinds of things uh, when we first started with neighbor up we have neighbor night it was every month we held it in university circle and we invited mm -hmm. people who lived and worked in the neighborhoods around University Circle. And so the University Circle, for those of us that may not be aware or here listening to this from outside of Cleveland, I just want to let people know University Circle is what we colloquially call um, our complex of hospitals, which include Cleveland Clinic, which include University Hospitals and Case Western Reserve University, and a slew of the Cleveland Art Museum and other art and, and uh, institutions, uh, uh, art and historical institutions 
here in Cleveland and the neighborhoods surrounding Cluster. It's a huge job cluster as well. And University Circle historically has been kind of an island separated from the neighborhoods around there, especially, you know, the neighborhoods that are adjacent to University Circle, like Fairfax, Glenville, Huff, the city of East Cleveland, Buckeye, Shaker Square. Those have been, in many ways, cut off from University Circle. So our work was really to say, how do we start breaking down some of those borders between what's going on in University Circle and the opportunities there with those hospitals and institutions and the communities around there, right? So we started bringing people together. We'd get 150 people every month would come together and start talking. They'd share stuff with each other, right? People found jobs through that. Uh, went back to school as a result of people they met in those spaces, heard about other opportunities. Um, and then the other thing that happened out of it was um, they identified issues they wanted to work on together. So one of the issues that came up right away was around careers and employment. And University Circle was really, at that time, six or seven years ago, really expanding, right? Uptown, that shopping area was being built. Mm -hmm. University Hospitals was expanding, the clinic was expanding, Case Western, right, was growing. Um, and people from the neighborhoods were saying, well, how can I get a job at one of those institutions or in the neighborhood, right? Um, they're expanding tremendously, but how do we find work there? So we brought together some of those residents with a couple of institutions, and they formed a, uh, a model called a jobs, a career pipeline. And that career pipeline is an opportunity to hire local, right? Hire people directly from the neighborhoods next to University Circle to full-time jobs with benefits and opportunities to advance within the organization. It took about four or five gatherings to have that conversation. They came up with this model of what people would need to find employment, get hired, maintain the job, what types of jobs, and then we went to different organizations and talked to them about implementing it. And university hospitals agreed to do it, to pilot it. And so it's been around now for six years. It's called Step Up to University Hospitals. And over 350 people from the neighborhood surrounding University Circle have been hired to full-time jobs with benefits and opportunity to move up in those six years. So that's an example of kind of bringing people together into that third space to address that issue. There's other examples as well, but that, that's one that really came up quickly. Uh, the average lifespan was roughly 65 years. A white man in Lyndhurst, which is a suburb two miles away, the average lifespan was uh, 80 years. And so just two miles away, there was a 15-year disparity between a male growing up in Huff in the city of Cleveland, and an African-American male, and a white male growing up in Lyndhurst, the suburb. So health equity came up. And so we met with some of the residents. It was a huge issue, a lot of conversation around it, and identified two issues to focus on. One was around infant mortality because the statistics for African-American babies dying really high compared to uh, white babies in the suburbs, and then on lead poisoning, right? And addressing the issue around lead poisoning. So we brought people together from those institutions with community working on those issues. And there was a great group 
led by a young woman named Kristen Farmer, birthing beautiful communities that have been funded by through a small grant of ours. And she just worked with those institutions, worked with the community to really create this network of doulas, of women helping women, being supportive of one another to uh, have their babies, right? And for their babies to thrive. And that's still going on now, five years later. It's called Birthing Beautiful Communities. They work with women throughout Northeast Ohio, helping African-American women through their first year of birth and through their pregnancy. And the rate of infant mortality among the women uh, they work with is practically zero. And that's an example of hospitals supporting a community effort um, and a champion at the community effort really creating something new to support people moving forward in their lives. It's so important we invest in our community, create equal opportunities for everyone. Part of the reason this community investment fund was started by the Port of Cleveland board is to make sure that again, our impact that 20,000 jobs and three and a half billion of economic impact from Cleveland Harbor is felt in as many places within our area as possible, within our community as possible. And so Tom, can you walk us through how the Port of Cleveland's investment uh, this year will be impacted at Neighbor Up? The investment from the port will be used to support initiatives developed by everyday people, by residents, and small groups of people coming together in Cleveland and East Cleveland. And so those funds will be used for what people really see the need is in their community. It could be about creating a job training program. Um, it could be about helping people fix up their homes, right? It could be around furthering education uh, for children, right? And connecting them to the internet so they have good internet connection. So it really can be the ideas will come from the community, but that align with the priorities of the port. And so that's what we'll hope to see happen. With the funds coming from the port, we should be able to fund 40 to 50 new projects, new initiatives in these cities over this year, um, either partially or fully to make those happen. And that's a huge impact. Right. Typically, we fund around 150 to 200 projects. The funds from the port will allow us to expand that to 200 to 250 projects. Now, that's that's great. I mean, that's the kind of impact we want to make. As a public agency, we're just glad to be able to work with partners uh, like NeighborUp that can really get down into getting resources directly to people. So to really improve that whole democracy angle that you had spoke about earlier, we just absolutely think it's critical. If you want to get people involved, if you want to get people uh, voting, understanding what's going on, helping them network with people around them, helping them deal with sometimes life and death issues like infant mortality, it's critical. Right. Job training, but also getting resources to them uh, directly in, in ways in which, uh, again, not everyone can go to the bank and refi their house and take cash out right now and go and paint and put up and finish the basement and put up a new fence. That's great. And, and for those of us that can, that can, that is great. But there are a lot of our citizens, a lot of our community members that can't. And so we're glad to be able to see that neighbor up and the support you guys have received from some of the other institutional funders uh, is working on those issues. And oftentimes without fanfare. 
uh, oftentimes uh, you don't get a trophy for doing some of the things that are absolutely critical to impact people's lives, but we're glad about it. And it's maritime, economic development, uh, trade, logistics. Those are very, very critical things, but we're nothing without the folks in Cleveland and in Cuyahoga County and in Northeast Ohio who are going to work every day, who are sending kids to school every day, who are paying taxes and paying rent and buying things and demanding the supplies that we're helping bring in and out of the country every day. And so let's make sure that their quality of life is solid as well. Yeah, and I will say with the port, the connection to the lake, we have funded numerous initiatives around boating, safe boating for Cleveland kids and also uh, and learn how to do that, sailing and boating, and also um, fishing as well. So uh, there is a connection to the water. I think it's critical to make sure we get children and young adults out into public spaces and natural resource spaces for two critical reasons. One, health impacts and being able to have uh, more space to walk, run, jog, bike, or to, or to sit. Uh, it just, it's just better for human health. But then, too, the appreciation for those spaces, it turns into an appreciation for natural resource, our earth, our climate, all these kind of things throughout a lifetime. And so making sure that we're getting folks out and about and utilizing green space and connecting them to green space, connecting them to the natural resources. Of, I mean, Lake Erie is one of the largest fisheries in the world. And how many folks may not know that that have lived on Lake Erie their whole lives? Right. That those are kind of uh, circles we're trying to break. We're trying to make sure that uh, as we're as we're worried about getting ships in and out, as we're worried about building better docks, as we're worried about doing big programs, we're doing the ba basic things right as well. And that's getting our folks to see what we're trying to utilize to enrich our region. Yeah, that's great. Right now we have a small pot of funds called uh, Get Outside Grants. And with the pandemic, the idea is to expose people to the outdoors, right? To get outside and get out of your house, to remain physically distant, but with COVID, but but to go out, you know, to see what's out there at the metro parks and the woods by the lake, right? All of those things that are out there to to really see the natural beauty that's here and to experience that firsthand. Great. So Tom, I want to circle back to those 40 to 50 projects, opportunities that Port of Cleveland funding could help foster. What are some key items that NeighborUp wants to achieve with these projects? Yeah, so people apply for all kinds of different things. A group of small businesses could get together and say, we want to do a sidewalk sale and improve, get more people out on the street to come to our businesses. Or they could do some kind of marketing campaign you know, a group of businesses together on a street and saying uh, to get more more business on their street. Or it could be around lighting or safety so that the street is, the street is actually safer for them. Um, it could be a group of neighbors who say, you know what, we're really concerned about lead poisoning in our neighborhood. And so we want to take action on lead poisoning. So we're going to use the funds to provide kits and, and education to people to paint over areas in their house where paint is chipping, right? Or to connect them to resources to get new windows in their home so there's less dust from the lead. It could be around training. Um, we've had a number of projects that trained young men and young women um, in um, elect to be electricians or to learn carpentry skills right, or to do home repair. 
um, where there's a small training program, people learn those skills, and then they're connected to an apprenticeship with some company. So those are the kinds of things I think that people really use their creativity to do those things. You know, it could be as simple as doing a beautification project on the street, cutting back the trees and planting flowers and cutting grass for older adults, those kinds of things as well. Those quality of life projects are critical to just stabilizing neighborhoods, especially in neighborhoods in which you're trying to help people age in place. Some of that beautification, whether it's cleanup or anything like that, from just what I've seen from my grandparents and my parents and, and looking at just my in-laws and things like thinking about the things that really help their neighborhood is, is oftentimes those quality of life projects. And so I know I was extremely excited, you know, when we received the RFP for from Neighbor Up about programs. I understood you guys did do some of those kind of things that, that really helped. Job training. Job training, I think uh, when you talk about that, do you guys have a, a metric or a number or have been tracking how many people have received help through Neighbor Up? Because that kind of training can just really, really change the trajectory of folks' lives. Yeah, we average about a dozen of those projects a year that we fund across the city and across the, Cleveland and the city of East Cleveland. So maybe 10 to 12, and many of those come back year after year for addition, for funding again. If each group has, say, 10 or 15 people in it, that's a lot. That's a couple of hundred people who end up going through those programs and end up with something at the other end. The same with the, you know, a lot of the quality of life projects like the community gardens that people have formed or farmers markets that this has helped seed these these farmers markets have really grown after this initial investment. So I think as people get more comfortable and more experienced doing this and have some wins under their belt, they can go to other funders and increase their capacity to expand the program. And we've had numerous ones that have become, you know, what started as a small spark, right, with just a few people has expanded to hundreds of people um, really benefiting from some of this work. But the biggest thing about these grants is it's neighbors helping neighbors, right? Everyday people helping everyday people to make change in their community and really using their, their own skills, their own talents uh, that are in their community to uh invite other people in to make change. It's really not waiting for someone to come, but for them to say, hey, we can do this right here, right now, with the assets we have in this community, right? Starting with ourselves. It's critical. That's critical. And speaking of that, let's talk on those same lines. You know, when it comes to community engagement, uh, and a lot of organizations, such as the Port of Cleveland right now, or, or others, uh, in, in our town and others that may be listening to this this podcast throughout uh, the Great Lakes region, you know, what are some of the things that we at the port or other organizations can do to be more involved in community uh, on a day-to-day -day basis going forward? Yeah, I think one of the big challenges today is how do large institutions, right, and large government systems or private institutions become more connected and working with community, right? And so I think this is a great way for the port to hear what's going on from the grassroots up, right? And then say, okay, how does this affect what we do here? 
Is there something we can learn by this? Are there groups of people that are working on this that we can bring in to help us figure out what we need to do on some larger issues that may be affecting people in greater Cleveland, right? Or Northeast Ohio or across the Great Lakes. A lot of times we're isolated. You know, we have community over here on one side, institutions on the other side doing their thing, but there's no space for them to come together to figure things out together. This creates an opportunity for institutions to identify people in the community, for people in the community to build, to have trust with that institution, and then to come together in a third space, right? To really figure it out together. And that's one of the beauties of this, of seeding these grants. You're gonna meet people from all over Cleveland who are doing amazing work, and some of that work may fit in with the the work of the port and what the port's trying to promote and catalyze through through your work and how can those groups come together to work together to affect change absolutely critical that we have these conversations about collaboration the one thing that uh you know inefficiency does and, and is oftentimes driven by is just unnecessary redundancy and then trying to go at it alone and i don't care if you're starting a business i don't care if you're trying to uh, recreate neighborhoods and improve communities. Oftentimes going at it alone uh, is very, very, very difficult. And uh, you know what two or many can get done uh, juxtapose the one. Uh, you're talking about exponentials and multiples there. Just good hands and good ideas and thoughts, motivation. So now I appreciate that background, Tom. And when we when we look to increase, you know, equity in neighborhoods, where do you see, you know, just sort of when we talk about equity in neighborhoods, when we talk about, you know, equity and everything from income, quality of life to just opportunity, because uh, uh, a lot of what we've discussed on the pod today has been, you know, about opportunity, people finding connections that they didn't necessarily have that may have been right there next to them, whether it's a neighbor or it's an institution or you know a place of business in which they could really use service and didn't know it was around or businesses that that had clients that needed their service and those businesses didn't know those clients were there and existed didn't know how to reach them so when i think about that you know how does equity play here uh as far as bridging those gaps what well, what i think this does is creates opportunities and for people who in many cases have been left out, right? Marginalized because of race, because of poverty, because of geographic location, all those things. So so what we're trying to do is really build a network of people who are connected to each other, who can support each other and act together on issues they care about. And the grants are one way to do that. To, to identify people and invite them in, to get to know other people. I think one of the things we're so focused on uh, with Neighbor Up is really bridging those relationships, right? Someone who may live in one neighborhood doesn't know somebody who lives in another, that if they bumped into each other or connected with each other, that could lead to a whole different life for somebody. I mean, I think of my life, right? Like being a white man from you know, a middle-class family so much of where I am today is who I've met along the journey and who's been a supporter of me personally, Tom O'Brien, over those years to get me to where I am today. And without those relationships, I wouldn't be sitting in this position today, right? 
or had the opportunities that I've had. So I think a lot of it is tr really trying to level that playing field where everybody has those opportunities, but especially, especially those people who have been marginalized because of race, because of poverty, because of segregation, for all those reasons to say, how do we have a preferential option for them, right? To say, we have to really focus here and um, and with them. And so that's one. I think the second area is around decision-making, right? Um, and too often decision-making is made from up above, right? In some cases that's necessary, but it's made from government or larger institutions and it's kind of put down on people. This is saying, we're gonna reflip that, right? We're gonna flip it around. And the people who are at the grassroots, truly at the grassroots, have decision-making power in terms of what's important to them. And and I think that not only is, an, is about equity in terms of redistribution of funds, but it's also equity in terms of power, right? In terms of we have a say. And then bringing them together with an institution or people at a larger system to say, let's figure this out together, levels that field again. So... Um, so I think all those ways, it's really, this work is really investing in people and especially investing in people who have been marginalized because of various oppressive structures and oppressive systems. Tom, I appreciate that, that uh, synopsis of, of just how, you know, that equity piece is, ties into everything you guys are doing at Neighbor Up. My family, my, my father's family grew up uh, in the in the neighborhood adjacent to University Circle in the Huff neighborhood, and so I spent a good deal of many many days and summer camps and things like that in my childhood at the Friendly Inn Settlement House, a summer camp, and uh, also Rainy Institute as well uh, at the old building when it was down by Superior in East Fifty Fifth. For those that may not be familiar with Cleveland, you know the Huff neighborhood is a very old and historic neighborhood has had its ups and downs and, and now is considered to be, you know, on the ups now. But I can tell you from just my experience of being a millennial African-American from Cleveland, the connections, the connections to people, to institutions, and uh, what I was fortunate enough for my parents to be able to provide me as far as uh, education, which, uh, you know, I, I you know, give a big shout out to my high school alma mater here in Cleveland, Benedictine, home of champions, Benedictine High School, Bengals, and all the things that even that connection of not only just the college prep education, that's one place, but just to the institutions that the school gave entree to, to the institutions that uh, I was made aware of and things like that. So when I then uh, to just the path to college and yeah. athletics being one of those paths for me, but also having the academic and the exposure to things that was sort of outside of my community. And so it allowed me yeah. to connect directly with people uh, a lot yeah. easier at a younger age and find out about opportunity, uh, find out That's about right. um, um, and, and opportunity and not only necessarily it's a job or you know a business opportunity, the opportunity just to learn more stuff or learn about more people, learn about more things that you actually like or you want to do. 
Um, and I think right. those are the, the ways in which we also need to think about uh, community development as well as exposing people to more of the natural world around them and the options that they may have in order to fulfill their desires. Getting people exposed to more people who are doing those things or who have done those things or have seen those things or have other connections that they can make is just critical for improving neighborhoods. I know it's been critical for my own life to where, you know, I'm even here at this point having this conversation. And, yeah. and, and I think that's the key um, that, that really appealed to many people at the Port of Cleveland about Neighbor Up. We're talking about, you know, what really makes America great. It's going to be the opportunity to really do that in a very real way. Here at the local level, utilizing powers of institutions that are here and uh, with people that are here and ready and eager to willing. And we go throughout 2021 and beyond. We really hope Neighbor Up could be uh, another catalyst in, in our engagement efforts to get off the lakefront a little bit more and into our greater community that supports us each and every day at the Port of Cleveland. Yeah, we're excited about the partnership, so thank you. We are too, Tom. And, and, and we know this Neighbor Up has a podcast and a web series called Good News Cleveland. Tell us about that here on Great Lakes Forward. Yeah, so we have a couple of podcasts. One is called uh, Good News Cleveland. It's a video, and you can watch that. And it tells stories of everyday Clevelanders making a difference in their communities, right, around all these issues we've talked about, these quality of life issues or, or bigger issues, right, that, is make, that are making change. Um, the other we have is called The Neighbor Up Spotlight. So that's a true podcast, and that comes out monthly. And it's hosted by a woman uh, who grew up in Cleveland and lives in Cleveland in the Union Miles neighborhood, Carol Malone, who uh, interviews people, individuals and groups of people who are making change in the community. And it puts, shines a spotlight on them. Two great things. You can go to our website, neighboruplea.org, and you can find those on there. Great storytelling and examples of people inspiring and catalyzing change in, in the city of Cleveland. Well, you heard it here, uh, folks, on Great Lakes Forward. Check out Neighbor Up Clee, neighborupcle.org for the podcast and video series as well. And uh, I just want to thank you for joining us on Great Lakes Forward, Tom. How can people find you guys on social media? So, yeah, on social media, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And our handle is at Neighbor Up Clee. Well, great. Well, Thanks for listening to Great Lakes Forward. Keep an eye out for our website and social media for new episodes releasing soon. I'm Jay Davis, and I want to thank our guest Tom O'Brien from Neighborhood Connections for coming. And we look forward to having you guys back for another episode soon.